On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, we have Jordan Westberg finally made his Orioles debut, and he's proving to everybody that he has been Major League ready for some time, just like we've been saying. Uh, but nevertheless, Jordan Westberg finally here, notched a couple of hits in his first series against the Reds this week. Looks really good. couple walks, making some plays in the field. We're super pumped to have him up finally. Um, and we're also talking what the Orioles need, what other areas of help and what other positions might they attack come trade deadline season. We are also talking NHL draft. Uh, this week was the NHL draft. First round was Wednesday night. Rounds two through four were on Thursday. Scoot gives us his thoughts on the new Capitals draft class. We're also talking College World Series. LSU beat Florida in game three. Game one was maybe the best game that we've seen uh, in a very long time when it comes to college baseball and just baseball in general. And games two and three were absolute shit pumpings. Uh, but nevertheless, LSU, better team, won the College World Series. Good for them. Uh, we're also talking who will the Pirates take, Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz, with the number one pick next month. Around the baseball world, we're talking Shohei Otani. Shohei continues to be on an absolute tear this year. Also, Domingo Herman, bad guy, bad guy Domingo Herman, through the 24th perfect game in Major League history, which is definitely worth noting. And lastly, on this week's pod, we wrap it up with the first ever top five draft in Wave Podcast history. Scoot and I draft the top five snacks of all time, our top five snacks of all time. It was a good one. We're interested to hear some feedback, what you guys think of the draft and what you want us to draft in the future. But without further ado, here we go. Episode 60. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023, episode 60. Wow. Who are we going to have on for 69? You know, I was thinking about that earlier. Funny you bring that up. I think there's one, like, runaway answer. Roach? Well, no, that's actually a good one. That's not who I was thinking. Who? Your dad. Yeah, I think he would be really honored by that. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think we should have on Kristen because, you know, like we have a history of 69. And we're off to the races, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get I, I guess so. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we are uh, almost at the end. We are at the end of June, actually. Yeah. Um, so, Scott, how you doing? Well, good, dude. I apologize in advance. A little bit of a raspy voice going on. It's my it's my 60 day cycle, brother. Two months. 60? Yeah, Scott's menstruating. No, so it's ninety. It's ninety days. It's three months. Period. It just, it's just a contract that I got, and I gotta get <laughs> sick. But I think this is for another situation because I feel fine now. But it was like a, it was weird. I woke up Sunday, smoking a smoking a cigar, and uh, I like walked in and my throat was. I was like, ah, oh, that's just the smoke. And then like I went to bed and I started getting that like congestion. You know, like, when you start to feel like yeah. you're getting the congestion, yeah. my ears started hurting. So then I just passed it on to Kristen and she's dealing, but she's on the back end of it now too. It was like a two day, maybe two day stretch where I felt like 
dick. But this time I decided like, I'm just, I'm powering through this. I worked out, I rode the bike. I had a bike ride yesterday that I thought was going to take me six feet under. Holy uh, shit. In, like an outdoor bike ride or, or like no, a, no indoor. Yeah, yeah. It was like a uh, yeah, high gotcha, interval gotcha. training where it was a minute standing uh-huh. on the bike and a minute sitting and it was incline. I legit after it, I did that. I did like, I sat my head on the seat. I was, I was out down for the count. So I, <laughs> during COVID I was doing a bunch of those and man, you those bike exercises get you dude. Especially the high interval ones where you're like, you're up and you're down and you're doing strength stuff and you're doing car like endurance stuff. Dude, it's no fucking joke, man. Like I said, even Kristen, a- I think bike, honestly, like bike might be my favorite like workout to do because you get everything. Like, like your core is engaged, your legs are engaged, your cardio is burning, but you're building strength. Like it's crazy. Dude, it's it's so underrated. And on it, like that's why Peloton blew up. Like that, well, that and COVID, obviously, but like yeah people still use the peloton religiously and and like it's 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 real man like that shit is no joke the thing with bike cardio that's better than like treadmill or running is it's not so fucking terrible on like your back and your joints and like like your back hurts a little bit by the leaning over but like that's just getting your core more stabilized but right yeah yeah but anyway i'm glad i'm glad to hear that you know you you survived your workout and you're on the back half of your your regularly scheduled head cold Yep. So. so we're now looking at what three months from now we're looking at the end of of uh we're looking right at vacation time. Fuck. I was gonna say that's when you're in Outer Banks, dude. Yeah, we're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna start pumping me with lots of vitamins. I was gonna say you got to get some emergency in your system. Uh, what's the echinacea and echinacea? I have no idea what word you are trying to say. I'll be honest, I probably not either. But if there's a vitamin that I I I. Taken in the past that used to work and I stopped and now I'm getting sick. So what about that uh that uh oregano oil that you forced? I, my I've been taking I, I took it crazy enough, dude. I took it when I first got sick and it wiped it out quicker than I'm normally I'm normally sick for like a week. So yeah. Yeah. How are you? I mean, dude? you I no, I'm okay. You probably have what uh what I had last week. I think the rain fucked me up, dude. Holy no, that's shit. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think that and like the the like extreme um air conditioning that I was dealing with, both yeah. between like work and at home, because like I have it at home too. <laughs> so like that paired with the that barometric does get pressure, you, by the and, way. Yeah. 100%, dude. So yeah. it, it honestly, like we're not the only ones, probably. Like I'm sure there's a bunch of people that just have this like awkward, sort of like weird head cold, sinus weird. congestion cold type thing yeah. going on in the middle of june do anyway. you do you sleep like ass when you have any sort of like respiratory illness so normally yes like when i had covid i slept like dog shit yeah um and when i had the flu even worse like it was like i did not sleep at all but last week when i was dealing with that head cold thing like i slept phenomenally like mm. i i think i i was averaging like almost nine hours a night oh damn Whew. I can't yeah. tell you the last time I slept for nine hours, dude. Can't tell you. I've been so I've been like just strictly working out after work the last couple of weeks. Um, so I've been going to sleep around, I don't know, like 11 in between 11 and 12. I've been going to sleep and I, I wake up in between eight and eight forty five every morning. And it's great, which, again, one of the perks from working from home. I literally wake up and two minutes later. I'm working. Right. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I think it's because, and I was going to talk about it a little bit at the end, but I've been doing this new workout plan this past week. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, I think I'm extending myself more when it comes to yeah, my workouts. Your, so your, just, your strain is higher. Yeah, exactly. I'm just beat to shit when it comes to, oh. you know, time to sleep. Who's this old fuck on my screen? Oh, it's an E60 about Randy Johnson. Oh, I was going to say, are you watching the match? 
No, I don't. I don't watch that shit anymore. So I'm I'm currently watching it. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it. It's not awful. It's not awful. What's it on? TBS. It is on TNT. I hate when the O's don't play. Like I hate it. I know. I know when the, when the Orioles have an off day and there's just like, it feels like a wasted day. Like I have nothing to do uh-huh. after I get all my shit done. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I got the, uh, I got the match on. I'm watching Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes play golf against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And um, yeah, you know, a thought occurred to me. If I could just remotely hit a driver, I would be so good at golf. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah, dude. Which I guess is a lot like me saying if I was six feet ten, I would be really good at basketball. No, no, because but, you can be good at hitting a driver. You can't be six foot ten. Well, some might say. No, I mean you, 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 you can't and you won't <laughs> unless you want to get on some stilts. I was gonna say somebody, one of my friends, a few months ago, sent me like this link talking about like this surgery where you get like your shins extended, and I wanted to punch them in the mouth. I was like, no, you're that's you're bad mean. Friend. I was like, you're a bad friend. Yeah, that's fucking mean. I would never. I know. Well, well, I've slowed down. Yeah, you haven't made a comment about me getting into my car in a while. About two weeks. Has it? Oh, I may have sent Georgie a separate TikTok. Never mind. <laughs> well, all right. Good to know. Uh-oh. <laughs> but you don't anyway. and I'd send it to you. No, see, I just won't. I refuse. I can't do it. Why? I can't do it. I'm I have dug my feet in the ground and this is just so the hill I. that I've chosen. This is the hill that I've chosen to die on. I'm sorry. I've gotten some of the hardest laughs I've had in the last probably eight months since I downloaded it. Since I I have no doubt about it. It's just like I said, this is the stance that I've taken. It's sad. Sad. Whatever. Hey, where uh, are you legitimately sitting tomorrow? Because me and Kurt got tickets. Uh so that brings up a good point. So Scoot and I tomorrow, Friday, well, today, actually, if you're listening, uh, we're going to the Orioles game. Uh, I'll be sitting in, I think, section 316. Oh, okay. 316, shout out to Steve Austin. Um, I can't remember which row. I think 13. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where George is sitting. But anyway, I'll be at the game. He's uh, out center field. I figured. I'm out um, anybody, field, you know, I'm a liberal. If any of the listeners are going to be there, uh, let, let us know. We'll grab a drink with you. I... I'm probably going to be at pickles beforehand. I'm just going to be shoving orange crushes that orange crushes down my gullet. Get a fucking orange crush in there. God, I'm surprised that you can't. To be honest with you, like I'm yeah. shocked that there's nowhere. Like honestly, if pickles did like just like a pop up stand somewhere and just served orange crushes, they would make a killing, dude. By the way, did you see Roach trying to shit on me about my idea for Camden Yards? And he was like, "Oh, well, about like the Uber." Yeah, the, I, I didn't. I didn't. The DoorDash, but like I'm not talking like a delivery about delivery service. I'm talking at, about what Camden Yards does not have. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know that that was a thing in MLB parks. The delivery service to your seat with, like, food and I stuff. I said that they should do that at airports. Yeah, that's so smart. when you're across, like, the gate or the terminal, wherever it is, and, like, there's a restaurant in the other half, and you need it within the next 30 minutes, but you don't know how long the line's going to be. It can tell you how long it'll take, and you get it before you board. Uh, yeah, you should you should get with a programmer and start coming up with uh, how to make that happen because that's a potential billion-dollar idea. Trademark, 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 trademark. Yeah, I just said it. And... It's all right. We trademarked it. That's a verbal trademark. Oh, okay. There we go. I got you. I got you. It's called scooters. Uh, it's what's, scooter on wheels. Scooter wheels. Scooters. Scooter scooters. There we go. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> now, that we, now that we got our billion-dollar business ideas out of the way, let's talk some sports. Uh, so, Scott, uh, before we go ahead and dive into the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about with you, uh, first thing, the NFL – not NFL. The NHL draft is going on. Yeah. So, as we record – is it really over? Yeah. And it, how many uh, rounds is it? I think it's like four or five, four. Oh, that's it. Three, four. Some it's very, it's a very small draft. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, NHL <laughs> draft is now over. Um, so Wednesday night was the first and second round, I believe. Um, I, or was it just the first round? I think it's just the first and they did everything else okay. today. So just the first round on Wednesday rounds, two through four Thursday. Yep. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll give you the floor and I'll let you run. Uh, just tell us how you're feeling now that the, the draft is over for the Washington Capitals. So long story short, it was very known. I wanted the Russian meet Matt V. Matt V. Michkov. Michkov. Um, I really wanted him. Um, to be honest, the more I thought about it, I wanted him solely because he was a Russian goal scorer. And I just have a soft spot <laughs> for that. Um I do think he's going to be very good. The fact that he's going to be over in the KHL for three years. So you're not seeing him again until four years really from now. Um, that's a huge red flag. And I think that's why he wasn't a top two pick. Um, I mean, Ryan Leonard sounds like he's going to be a dog. He's a smaller version of Tom Wilson, which I think actually will make him better than Tom Wilson. Cause I think Tom's size limits him from being like quick and, a um, little more of a playmaker. Um, but that also kind of goes with what I think they're trying to do with this team is build it tough, which I love. Um, so I, I like the pick. I'm cool with it. Um, I think the top four picks in the next six years could be one of those top four picks, top five picks that you look back on, like a league reset of like Crosby, Ovechkin, that kind of a draft. Um, like a historic sort of like. Yeah, all although these like guys. Crosby and Ovechkin weren't the same draft. They were years back to back off of a lockout. So they were technically one and two, um, which was crazy that they debuted the same season. Um, no, I'm cool with it. I'm all right. That's good. Um, so the the first round draft pick, the uh, eighth overall pick, uh, Ryan Leonard, that was his name? Ryan Leonard, yes. And he is from where? He is from the U.S. I believe he's from, um, I'm looking at it now. Um, he was he was one of the 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 U eighteen kids, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he scored the game winning goal for uh, U.S. and juniors, I believe. Oh shit! So so now that you've had you know twenty four hours to sit on it and you know <coughs> not getting not getting uh, Michkov, and you've had digested, yeah, you're you're good. You're you're yeah. you're feeling all right with this class. Yep, he'll come up if they make the playoffs. Will probably get pulled up for the playoffs because hockey season for college would be done by then. But at the latest, you're seeing them next opening season, which is which is fine. Which I think for the Caps is probably good. Don't rush him. Let him get it. Let him get a little bit of development. Maybe, maybe I don't want to say tank, but maybe the Caps don't have a great year. They get a bit of a high pick next year, and you can start kind of start to build around some of these younger guys. Which I yeah. think is just just from listening to you guys talk, is something that the Caps have severely lacked over the last few years is young talent. So maybe that's not think, the worst thing. I think this season is the last year I think they're going to actually try as much as they can and then I think next year will be the year full that on they tank. will yeah full on rebuild I think. I think if I just had to make a guess it's it but it also depends when free agency opens up on Saturday I think Saturday you'll get a much more of an understanding of maybe where the caps are at 
I really don't know because they could they could trade a bunch of pieces and then the salary cap's wide open and then they just rebuild that way. Um, or they just get draft picks. I don't I really don't know what they're gonna do. So that makes sense. But uh anyway, at least we'll we'll have something next week to talk about, see uh, you know, the the, the direction that they choose yeah. to go in. I know but anyway, very, very interested. I'm very glad to hear that you're pleased with the draft the yeah. caps draft class because Last night when we were on our live and uh, Michkov went to Philly, I thought you were like, I honestly thought you were going to cry. I was, I mean, I was bummed. I'll be honest. I was, I was very sad. Um, it was more so that he went to Philly. Yeah. Not so much that he went not here. If he would have gone to like Montreal or San Jose or Arizona, I would have been like, okay. Well, I mean, it sucks, but whatever. It's the fact that he went to fucking Philly and I and fucking Danny Briere made that pick. That motherfucking weasel. Yeah, who's who's Danny Briere? You seem to have some history he, with him. Uh, he and Ovi hated one another, and he absolutely you know, like one of those players that just Ben Roethlisberger, just so clutch, so every big fucking goal in his career. He had this stupid fucking celebration where he would score and he would do this windmill thing. Fucking couldn't stand Danny Briere, but he was so good and he was such like a he was just such a lightning rod. So, so I didn't he, know he was a player. And of, but of course he made the pick. So it just made it worse. So he's not he's not a front office member. He's a former player. For well, the, no, he is Flyers. now. I know Danny oh, Briere okay. is now. I think that just happened. Um Danny Briere. Um, but I think he is now the yeah, he is current, he's an executive. Like he's the general exactly. manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, oh, he's the GM. Okay. Yeah. I knew okay. he had some yeah. sort of really big role. I was going to say, I, I I just figured he was like the GM or some sort of hockey yeah. operations guy. I didn't know he was a former player. So, yeah. okay. So a little bit of an added, uh, added kick in the dick for, yeah. for guys and like, like you. Okay. Yeah. Like he just absolutely, absolutely would annihilate the caps and like the most brutal ways. Well, all right. Well, all that aside, I'm I'm glad that you're pleased with the with the Caps draft class. Me too. Me for too. more or less. For more or less. Um, all right. So we can move away from hockey now. Another thing before we go ahead and get into the real substance of this episode. Uh, last week we touched on it a little bit. Uh, LSU won the College World Series. That was an awesome. Well, the last two games sucked ass. Yeah, games two and three kind of stunk. Um, but it was crazy to see LSU bounce back in the way they did. I was talking to my dad on Sunday when Florida beat the tires off of them. Dad was like, I don't think there's a way you come back from this. And I was like, yeah, but like, that's why those guys are there is that they can do that. Right. I just so wasn't expecting a, a flipped completely 180. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm with you. The, the, the first game game one was honestly one of the best college baseball games yeah. I've ever watched. Like uh, Paul Skeens and I have the guy's name written down uh, the pitcher from Florida. Um, Paul Skeens and Brandon Sprout was the pitcher for Florida. Yep. Those two going back and forth in those first. I, bro, I think we were recording when I said this game will end in a zero zero. You did. You said you, you said it was going to be one zero, um, yeah. which I think was that wasn't the final score, was it? I think no, it might it was, actually. No, it was. Was it? Or it was I remember, two that nothing. Was, yes, because Tommy Tanks hit that walk off bomb. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, that was like such a fucking good game. And like, I saw a bunch of casuals, like talking about how it's, you know, it's Paul Skeens and Spro like good, good performance is not a good game. Like whatever. You just don't know ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you're not a baseball fan. No, you're not a baseball guy. I've, you don't know I've ball. said many times I love, and I think this is why my true love is baseball is I love either side of 
a baseball game. I can watch a one nothing baseball game and be all in. I can watch a 13 to 12 baseball game and be all in. It's the same with hockey. So I the only one that I'm like, give me a high scoring game. I can't watch a fucking that that I for sure agree with you when it comes to baseball. I'm I mainly agree, but with the stipulation that I would prefer, like if I'm going to get a pitcher's duel like that, where it's one, nothing two nothing final score, I would much rather prefer it in college compared to the MLB, because unless you're like in the playoffs and pretty much late in the playoffs, you don't, you don't get the same fire that you get in college. Like yeah, in college, I, you can completely could, agree. You could pop up in the middle of May in a random conference game, like an SEC game or a, a big 10 game, whatever. And it could be one nothing, but if you got if you have a guy like uh, Skeens and Sproke going back and forth, like you're you're gonna get some fire, you're gonna get some passion, yeah. which is why like I college agree. college just has a different vibe altogether. We talked about it last week compared to the MLB, which is why it has a special place in my heart. But no, I definitely agree, and I can't talk highly enough about Paul Skeens. He fucking threw his heart out in yeah. that game one, and I mean he just he just proved why he's gonna be a top two pick in the draft. Um, yeah. And they're then yeah, like one, they're gonna have one and two go. Without question, without question. Um, but anyway, back to the series itself. Yeah, you're right. Like game two, Florida just beat the piss out of LSU. And honestly, yeah. what shocked me was like you're in the college world series and they were like stealing guys up 15 runs, like they were running the score up. Hey, and like hey, don't get down 15 runs, you don't have to worry. No, about I, I hear you, I hear you, but at the same time, like you have to know who you're dealing with. Like LSU live dog, you know. Yeah, and I feel like LSU, whatever they're cooking over there, whatever's in the water down in Baton Rouge, like they just have that attitude across yeah. all their sports from, you know, football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, apparently like women's gymnastics, like everything. They have it top to bottom in their athletic. It's program. a really good athletic program. Yeah, it is like and and that was one thing that I thought about while I was watching the game. I think they might have showed him in one of the booths or boxes. Um, whoever the uh, athletic director is at LSU, I mean, that guy or girl Hats is off. working overtime. That's off. Yeah. I mean, not only, not only do you have, even though they suck, like you still have a premier football program in college uh, football and you have Brian Kelly. So like not, you're just going to draw people. My family, my family. Now you have two national championships in your women's basketball team and your baseball team. I don't know how good their men's basketball team is. I don't think they made the tournament, but I mean, whatever. And I mean, no LSU, their men's team. I don't think they made the tournament this year. Um, and I mean, you have your people know them partially because of their women's gymnastics team and uh, Olivia Dunn. So like, like I said, top to bottom, their athletic director is putting in overtime. So shout out to him. Um, but anyway, it was a really fun series to watch LSU far and away the better team. Um, you can tell that Florida after Caglione, they were expecting Caglione to shove in that game three and he just didn't. And after yeah. him, like it, they were like, Hey, we have no pitching left. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, on the flip side, on the flip side, LSU seemed to have pitching in spades. Like they didn't even yeah. have to go to skeins. Like they thought they were going to in, uh -huh. in that last game. So anyway, shout out to LSU. Great series. I had a ton of fun. I watched every game. I did too. It was a great series. Um, so yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about regarding the college world series with you was next month. MLB draft. Uh, first pick is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Second pick is Washington Nationals. Who do you think Pittsburgh is going to take with that one pick? What's his name? Uh, not Skeeds. Um, Dylan Cruz? Cruz. So, I got something for you. I was just, you know, snooping around FanDuel earlier. Okay. Paul Skeens, as of three hours ago when I looked, Paul Skeens was the favorite to go oh, one he? overall. Minus 250 to go to the Pirates. That's actually pretty heavy. Dylan Cruz is plus 300 to go one overall. So right. if if you or anybody who's listening 
feels that way about Dylan Cruz. Thinks he's going to go one overall to the Pirates. Plus 300 is a nice little, uh, nice little taste. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, I, I personally think it's going to be Skeens. Um, I, I'm going to preface that with saying I don't think they can go wrong. Whether you go Cruz or Skeens, I think either one well, is going to be a, just such a ridiculous hitter. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. But and he's like, I think he's like polished and ready. I know, but I mean, Skeens, they're talking about this kid maybe being in the bigs next year, you know, like I know, but I just, I just pitching always freaks me out, man. I know, I know, I know, but I just, I personally, I saw more out of Skeens during college world series than I did Cruz. And that's not to discount Cruz. I think that's just a testament to what Skeens did lead, like not even just in the final series against Florida, like leading up to it, the entire tournament. Yeah. Um, and I forget his name. You and I talked about him a couple uh, couple days ago in our group chats. Pittsburgh drafted uh, a catcher like last year or the year before yep. in, in the top 10 or top five. Yep. So I think if you put Skeens there, you immediately have a yep. battery ready to go. So, yeah. And on the flip side, process. on the flip side, if you're Washington with that second pick, again, obviously one or two, whichever person falls to you, I don't think yeah, you're, you're in a prime in a bad position. Spot. Yeah. Um, but last year they took Elijah Green. So, you put him with Dylan Cruz in the outfield. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. Sick. Damn. But, yeah. but if, if Pittsburgh ends up going Cruz, then you get Skeens. Skeens is essentially the next Steven Strasburg. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to the MLB draft. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm interested to see what the Orioles do. I think, yeah, I think all signs point to pitching. Yeah. Uh, there was a mock draft that had us taking a pitcher out of like some high school in Texas. Um, which I wouldn't necessarily stay, love. Stay away from high school arms, dude. Um, but you know, I don't know how many like premier college arms you're going to get at 17. So I don't know. We'll talk about it more as it approaches. But anyway, that's uh, that's what I had on the College World Series. I had a ton of fun watching it. Uh, and LSU, uh, clear far and away, in my opinion, the best team in yeah. the tournament. Yeah, I would agree. Good job, LSU. Good job. Congrats. Uh, also, just as a sidebar, um, Weird thought process I had, but when I saw LSU win, I immediately put a future on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl because, um, fuck. (laughs) Look, I I didn't do it because I'm happy about it, but like, in in a weird way, like the Bengals are like the NFL LSU, and like just the same, like I get the same vibes from LSU as I do the Bengals. So I was like, look, if I'm gonna have to deal with the fucking Bengals, I'm at least gonna profit off of it. But that's one of those bets where it's like Brother, an emotional. I, I hate that from you. <laughs> Look, it's an emotional. It's like I it's it's the same. It's the same thing as me betting the Steelers to go over wins or whatever it is that I do every year. Every year I bet the Steelers over wins because I don't want to see it. So at least if it happens, I'm going to I'm going to profit. It's an emotional hedge. I respect. I respect. But anyway, Joe Burrow was also at the game. So I was like, I this is if yeah, I'm going to have to deal with. If I'm gonna have to deal with this for the next 12 months of my life, I'm at least gonna make some money off of it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay, so now we can move away from college ball and talk a little bit of big league ball. Um, so before we go ahead and get to the Orioles, which I don't, I have a little bit that I want to talk about. Obviously, one glaring um, thing that happened in the last week that we will definitely touch on. But uh, around the league, there were two big things that happened um, over the past couple of days. So one was Shohei Otani just continues to fucking show Brother, that and ball he hit the other night. It was insane. Like the noise I, it made. I don't know how somebody can look at Shohei Otani and say, he's not the best player to ever, ever pick up a bat ever, or a ball. ever he to is, live. 
He is ever the, to live. He is the greatest talent that the MLB mm. and the sport of baseball has ever seen and probably will ever see. Can I go a little further? Yeah, please. I think what he's doing is the most impressive athletic feat ever done in sports. I don't think that's far-fetched. Uh, I forget who it was. The um, thing but that's I, different, he's not just pitching okay and hitting he's okay. dominating. He is sick. He hit. He had 10 strikeouts and hit two home runs the other night. Yeah, like I don't know what his odds are to win Cy Young, but I know they're top three. Like he's Bro, he's probably going to win the Cy un- Young and the MVP this it's year. It's unbelievable what he is doing. Unbelievable. It's absolute bonkers what he's accomplishing. And it, frankly, as much as the mainstream media is talking about him, he's not getting recognized enough. Like he nope. is. No, he needs to be like a like a pro sport phenom right now. Like like a LeBron James. I was going to say he needs like like when LeBron went to Miami. Like yeah, he needs, it needs to be. To be Everywhere. He needs to be everywhere. It needs to be like all over ESPN commercials of how you can watch them. Yeah, yep. no, I completely agree. Baseball stuff is so freaking bad at their marketing. So bad. And I mean, I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, we we talked about it a bunch like years ago when we yep. would just kind of bullshit and you know it's been a topic of conversation forever. But when when Trout and and uh, Bryce Harper and Manny all came up around the same time, and yep. we were talking about three of the best talents that the major leagues has ever has seen in in however long, if not ever. Like, nobody knew about it. Like, people knew Bryce Harper because, you know, obviously, like, when he was in high school, he did the home run derbies, and and he, you know, kind of made himself famous in a vacuum that way. But, like, Manny Machado, like, nobody knew who Manny Machado was outside of, like, Florida and Maryland. Yeah. And we're dealing with the same thing in Shohei Otani. It's just, you know, it's it's just a shame with how good he is that he's not more recognized. He's so He's so electric. Like... Yeah, dude. Like anyone who's not even a fan of baseball can like on a day that he's pitching can watch a game and be like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But back to your back to the point that you made about what he's doing compared to like other sports. Somebody somebody mentioned um, and I know you share this take, uh, but somebody I think on the McAfee show was talking about the comparison to uh, Connor McDavid. It might actually have been John Butchergross now that I think of it. Um, And Connor McDavid, obviously, he is just an absolute phenom he's a freak he's a he's a star at what he does and the fact that he's doing it on ice just makes what he does that much yeah. more impressive and he's a freak athlete nobody's discounting that but what Shohei Otani is doing this year rivals that if not outdoes it because like no, you I think said, it outdoes it. we've seen we've seen what Connor McDavid's done before we've seen it yeah he's dominating I don't know if at that skill but we've seen the numbers we've seen people be that dominant before <laughs> we've we've not and don't fucking get me started with Babe Ruth. Um not even fucking close. Like not even fucking close. Shohei's one of these the days, guy. one of these days, like maybe maybe it's at the end of the season when Shohei wins both the Cy Young and the MVP. I, I just I need a Babe Ruth rant out of you. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. People think now that look, he's- I I will say what he did was impressive in his era, in his era. And I, I do think he's sure. on. A, I mean, okay, but congrats. That era fucking sucked. No, I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And I guess the argument is to be made that, you know, baseball then is essentially a completely different sport than baseball now and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not but, saying he wasn't great in that period. I'm not saying that. And I understand yeah, no, it's not course. his fault that he played in that era. I'm just saying if you put in the box Shohei Otani versus Babe Ruth, he's hitting bombs. If you put in. Babe Ruth up against Shohei Otani pitching. Babe Ruth is not touching a ball. No, I completely agree. And, you know, obviously you could talk about era versus era, but like when you just lay out the blanket statement, best baseball players of all time, 
like obviously you have you know the the Shohei's and the Griffies and the Cal Ripkins and like those guys who are clearly in on the top you know sort of pantheon of that list but like if, if somebody came to me and said you have every single baseball player that's ever lived you are starting a, a, a team right now who 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 are you to I'm taking somebody like Tony Gwynn before I take Babe Ruth just yeah. because I while Tony Gwynn may not have been as quote-unquote dominant or as famously dominant as mm. Babe Ruth was like I think Tony Gwynn was one a better athlete and two what you don't get out of you know maybe he wasn't a pitcher but Tony Gwynn was one of, is one of the best hitters of all time and same thing with Pete Rose. Like I, Pete Rose in my opinion is, is better than is better than Babe Ruth I think Ichiro Suzuki is better than Babe Ruth like Babe Ruth what he did for baseball was unprecedented at the time that he did it but in the grand scheme of baseball I just I don't I don't know that I'm considering Babe Ruth in, you know, the top 10 or top 15 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think he deserves to be in the top 10 of all time players, but I just don't, he's not, he's not one. I know that for a fact. Maybe, maybe that's a discussion we get into after the baseball season. Like, we you know, do a top 10. Yeah. Just, we, we throw player. out our top 10, our top 10 baseball players of all time lists that I think would actually be a really interesting conversation. Between I know it would be baseball is an interesting one to go into because it's yeah. so, old and the games change and each positions are so different like pitchers and hitters like so interesting yeah football is that, similar with like the defensive side of it where it's like mm -hmm. you have those greats like the ray lewis's the lawrence taylor's the mm -hmm. red like it's weird when you put them up against like are they really the best football players ever like you don't really ever know yeah and then and then like you you go back even further you know you look at somebody like uh like gail sayers or walter payton like they played so fucking long ago yeah but you could put them you could put them in an offense going up against a Ray Lewis or a Lawrence right. Taylor or an Aaron Donald and i think they would still have success like that i think football is also the one you can look back on cuz it obviously hasn't been incredibly long since the genesis of the sport mm -hmm. and i feel like that comparison's way easier to have than baseball yeah i agree i agree and like even with basketball like the the nba that jordan played in is a completely different sport from the nba that we have now like correct correct so I, I agree with that statement. I think that's a, yeah. that's a good take. Um, so outside of Shohei Otani, he, well, what I, what spurred my thought here is he had that game a couple days ago, I think either Monday or Tuesday, where he struck out 10 guys on the mound and hit two home runs. And I think it was like the first time it's ever been done or yeah, first time in like sick. 100 years or something. Sick. Um, so shout out to him. He's currently like minus 1,400 to win the MVP. Jim, what do you think? Are you going to lay that juice? Minus 1,400 on Shohei? He says yes. Yeah, he's this year one million percent MVP. One million percent. Well, like no it, it, not even close. No question. Uh, you think he stays with the Angels? Yeah, you think because they're in the hunt. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, through the like after this year. No, you think he's out? You think he's out of there? No, I'm afraid he's going to become a Boston Red Sox. I would hate my life if that happened. Me too. Me, like legitimately, I would. I would. Remember when Mark Teixeira went to the Yankees? Yeah. Were you distraught over that? I was really like, I don't know about distraught, but I was mad. Like I was angry. <laughs> I was hurt. Yeah. I was like real pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I went on a, I went on a full, like fuck Mark to share a smear campaign. After oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Like I remember, I remember playing at Mount St. Joe and I would just look at somebody and be like, I fuck you. I would do the thing where I would play the show. I put one in his ear hole. <laughs> nice. Every first at bat. Nice. I, you know what? I probably did that once or twice too. Just, just a good old <laughs> fuck you, Mark Teixeira. I would say it to his face if I saw him today too. Like, no disrespect. Oh, I yeah. I'd be like, brother, 
you were really fucking good, but go stick your dick backwards yeah. and fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck. Did he win a World Series with them? Yeah, that first year, 2009. Damn it. That would have been really great to look back on and be like, you didn't even win a ring. But he did. And that first he year, did. that team was so freaking good. That was also the last year the Yankees won a World Series. So Only 14 years ago. I was going to say that was 14 hey, years ago. We, we can't really talk about that. I mean, we, we can't. But we, we, don't can. we don't hold ourselves as the Yankees do, you know? So That's true. And we don't have the payroll of God. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, right. The other thing, the other thing outside of the Orioles in the major leagues that I wanted to talk about was uh, last night, Wednesday night, Domingo Herman threw the 24th perfect scumbag. game. Fuck scumbag, scumbag, yeah. bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. But it's worth noting that he threw a perfect game. Sure, I, I literally couldn't care. I hate that guy. No, he's a, he's a bad guy for sure, 100. percent Bad, bad guy. No, but that's sick. Perfect game. Yeah, I mean, twenty uh, no hitters have kind of gotten as uh, as sad as it sounds. No, a no hitter has been normalized. Like a, li- it's just, a little bit. I still get very impressed when someone throws a no no. But I know what you're. I know exactly what you're saying. Where you yeah, almost I, it shouldn't because no one goes past the sixth inning anymore. Like right. it should be more celebrated. But like no, if I a guy agree. throws a if a guy throws a no hitter but not a perfect game, I'm like meh. Yeah. But now that, you know, Domingo Herman throwing a perfect game is just it's 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 up there, in my opinion, with one of the best and hardest feats in professional sports. Yeah, um, I don't think there's really anything close. I, I was going to say, if if not the hardest feat in professional sports. Yeah, um, it's just unfortunate. One bad guy. Uh, two, it happened for the Yankees. And three, it was in Oakland. So nobody saw it. No, it was actually pretty packed last night. Was it? Lots of Yankee felt... fans. Lots of oh, okay. Yankee fans. Yeah. I was gonna say I I saw I saw clips this morning and I felt like there was nobody there. A lot of fans. I could have missed saw it, but yeah, I thought there was a good bet. Well, anyway, um, yeah, congrats to Domingo Herman. But anyway, scumbag, bad guy. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scoot. Now let's now let's move over to Baltimore. Only one place to start for the Orioles. Jordan Westberg is finally here. Thank God. Thank God. And he's showing exactly why he should have been up on March 29th. Like, like I get it. You added Adam Frazier. Maybe don't add Adam Frazier. Maybe don't. When you're loaded with infield talent? Yeah, maybe don't. Maybe that wasn't a need. I understand we needed a left-handed bat, but it's like, I don't, I understand. I kind of get it, but I also am kind of like, hmm. Maybe but Adam Frazier Adam. wasn't wasn't he only he was like a career two fifty hitter or something when we signed him. Yeah, like, it wasn't a big ad at all. Yeah, but no, dude. He so looks like, if so you want, poised. He looks so poised. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He's looked he, honestly. I've been impressed with how he's looked in his first. Granted, it's he's, only three games sample size, but swing looks I mean, so compact. It looks looks so really quick good through the zone. Just so he came up. He came up what Monday night or Tuesday night? Um, Monday night, and. Mm-hmm. He played in all three games versus the Reds. He was five for 12 through the series, had two RBIs, two walks, two runs scored, and one strikeout. Um, and honestly, what was what was most impressive to me, obviously his his first career hit. I know you saw it where he like it was an inside pitch, pulled his hands inside and just yep. kind of punched out the left field. It out. Yeah. That was super impressive. Like that was a that was a big league, a seasoned big league at bat there. Mm-hmm. Um but what was so impressive to me was like there were multiple times throughout the series where he got down, you know, 01, 02, 1, 2, and he worked his he worked the way back up to, you know, 2, 2, 3, 2 and just had really, really good at bats. He's got a great eye. He he isn't overwhelmed with some of the stuff that he saw. Like, 
uh, one pitcher might have been Cruz last night. Um, had, had a really nice splitter, and he just he just watched it. He spit on it, low pitch, three in a row. I forget which which day it was, but he had an at bat where he looked at three change ups or splitters low in the zone, and he worked it from o two to three two, and I think he ended up walking. But yeah, you're absolutely right. He's showing that he was ready well before now. Should have been up much, much prior to this. Um, And what I wanted to kind of segue this into was, do you think if he continues on the trajectory that he's on over the next, you know, week or two, do you think that entices Elias to say like, okay, well, he was dominating AAA. Colton Kowser is still doing the same thing. Went yard again today, by the way. Maybe maybe we get him up. There's more guys playing well in the outfield versus there was in the infield. I, I listen. Like I said in the group chat, you, my dad, and Georgie, like I have no issue sitting Aaron Hicks to go bring up Colton Kowser, but I understand from the viewpoint of the Orioles being like, hey, like Hicks is we're we're not paying him essentially, and right. he's playing great. And I also have like I think Hicks has been nice. Like I think he's been Hicks a been nice. Great. He's a switch hitter, and he like adds like a veteran presence. And he's playing a little bit of. But I also think I want to try to extend that by not having a be an everyday player. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, let's maybe have him platoon a little bit. But I also want if Kowser comes up, I want it to be an everyday thing. So I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Hicks playing well has delayed that, which is okay. Um, it was the Westberg one that made no fucking sense, and I'm just so yeah. glad no, he's finally up. Made no sense. I agree. And that's a good point about the outfielders. But still, to me, like, if the guy can help your team, he's not going to help you in AAA. He's not going to help you in AAA. He's just flat out not. Yep. Um, so I also think Grayson needs to be called up until Means comes back. I 100% agree. And then because... and then you make a decision on Grayson if Kramer isn't – I still feel like Kramer – I don't think Kramer's going to be on the rotation come end of season. You don't think so? No. No. See, I think I think I think I think he... Dean Kramer's getting traded at the deadline. See, okay, that I can buy into. And honestly, I wouldn't hate it, frankly. I want it, I want it to be for a you trade him with Aaron Hicks and a prospect, and you go get like a Jock Peterson or a I don't know, someone with a left-handed pop bat that could be your everyday mm-hmm. DH, I think is great. Um because you have it's a shame Ryan Mountcastle is a is a righty and not a lefty because know, he would, he's it, exactly what we need. He's exactly what we need, but he's just not. Right. The, the O's have to create space for Grayson. And I feel like Kramer is that guy in the rotation right now because you're not you're not bumping Wells. He's too good. You're not bumping Gibby, like it or not, he's staying. You're mm-hmm. not bumping Bradish. He's looked great. Yep. <clears throat> then you gotta make room for means. So you're kicking out Irvin. Yep. Easy. Now it's that fifth spot and it's Kramer. So the only the only counterpoint to that would be maybe you bring Grayson up and shove him in the bullpen because I mean our bullpen is about as I don't either. I don't either. But honestly, like I think it's definitely a thought that they have to entertain because our bullpen is just so bad. The middle bullpen's been fucking awful. Right. Which is exactly where Grayson would fit in. So, you know, (laughs) I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily, and it gives him some chances to to work in spots that you can dictate if you're Hyde and Elias. Sure. Um, but I, I definitely would be a little bit surprised if they did do that. So you're right. I think I think at in the four names that you just mentioned, Kramer is unfortunately going to be the odd man out. And it just feels like Kramer at any moment 
is going to can blow up. Like, yeah, no pun intended with the Titan sub submarine. Um, but it just feels. Which, by the way, doesn't look like it imploded. I don't know if you saw the pictures of the debris getting pulled up. I did not. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it imploded. I did not pee, by the way. I fill up the water. Um, <laughs> it does not look like it imploded, and they found human remains in it. So, jeez, that doesn't sound like um, an implosion, if you ask me. Yeah, sounds like something back, completely back to different. Those. Um, I just, it kind of feels like they've stalled here the last couple weeks. Like, and I feel like they're going to make a big splash. I don't know what it is. I think they absolutely have to. I don't know if they have to. And I think the O's don't feel like they have to, which is a really good place to be actually. Um, when you can, but you don't have to, I think that's a really healthy place to be as an organization, but I just think they're going to make a big ass splash. So here's what I think. I think you have to because it's it, to to be as simple as possible. It's striking while the iron's hot. You have the second best yeah. or third best record in the major leagues, and we're clearly operating at less than full capacity. We don't yeah, have on me. I think the O's are Grayson operating like, yeah, is, like a seventy five percent operation right now. I think exactly like they they in my opinion, I think they're below their ceiling with the roster just as one hundred percent. Yeah. So if you go out, whether it's somebody like Jock Peterson or you go out and get a controllable pitcher like a Marcus Stroman, I know it's probably not going to be him, but just for argument's sake, somebody like that. Yeah, it could though. Like it, it could be that. I mean, he got pulled from a with a. It was a blister. It was a blister. Yeah. So may, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but somebody like that who has two or three years of control that you can keep around the nucleus of this team and build off of, yeah. you know, I think that is why they absolutely should and have to go out and make it, make a splash of the deadline. Because I mean, you know, we, 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 we referenced it time and time again, the Phillies last year were not the best team in baseball. They were not the best team in the NL, but they got hot at the right time. Yep. You know, the belt, they, they got a couple bounces. Really I want, I want them to go get, bullpen i'm gonna say it every week until the deadline hits i want them to get starting pitching or a, a bullpen, bullpen help. more yep. than i want a starter and that should and like not just <clears throat> i want a guy that i actually think can pitch the eighth and you bump cano down to the seventh then that makes i, I think yeah. that makes that bullpen so much better takes the pressure off cano he's a rookie like he's a rookie let's yeah. maybe pull back the pressure a little bit it's not a demotion if anything i actually find that seventh inning just as important as that eight, if not more important, because then it ends that game. It ends it once you get to the seventh game over. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and it sounds like more and more people as the days go by are jumping onto the, we need bullpen help train because mm-hmm. I, I went on a bit of a rant Wednesday night on Twitter. Um, Keegan Aiken needs to be off this he fucking team. Fucking so, I, so Kristen, God bless her. I love that woman. She sits and watches the O's with me pretty frequently. I know. I think she likes the O's, but she doesn't give a shit. And I said to her when he got it, when he got put in, I was like, he's not going to finish this inning. And she like giggled. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's not finished. And then he he like, I understand the extra inning rule isn't great. Gives you in a tough spot. But like, leave that Batista was awful. in. Wasn't even leave Batista in. Like, so the first, the first thing that made no sense to me was, why did Batista come in the game in the ninth when we didn't have a lead? Like he's not coming in for a save situation. I know you want to get him work, but like, are we trying to get guys work? Or are we trying to win ball games? So that was the thing that pissed me off the first. Yeah. At, and you could start. also reason it. You could also reason it. We're going to have to score anyways. Right. And 
Yeah, that's actually a really good point. So so what I was saying, I was watching the game by myself last night. And I was like literally like, like screaming at the top of my lungs at like 11 o'clock. I was like, I was, first of all, I was pissed that Cano got taken out. Leave Cano, let Cano go back in for the ninth. Yeah. Okay. If he gets out of it, great. If not, then you bring in Batista or then you bring in who, literally whoever other than Keegan fucking Aiken. Yeah. And then, he, so that he's so bad. That pissed me off to start. And then you don't let him go back out for the 10th. You know, you know, you're starting with a guy on second base. So Felix, who has been your best reliever, best reliever, if not your best pitcher all year, you take him out. And then you put in Keegan fucking Aiken. Why Keegan Aiken? I have no fucking idea. Bro, it's but, he's just he's not even close to an MLB pitcher. Not he's even not, close. He, bro, I said it on Twitter last night, or or maybe it was in our group chat. He wouldn't be the best reliever in Bowie right now. No, he it, it's it's actually embarrassing how bad he is. It's a joke, dude. And and then he his la- he's let up 13 runs in his last 12 innings. Yeah, it's a fucking joke. And he throws 40 pitches, gets one out, gives up four runs, and then Bruce Zimmerman gets put in, and like two batters, he gets out of the inning. Like, why was Bruce not the guy to go in first? He's lefty arm. I, I don't I don't understand. Hyde overmanages as much as I like him. He overmanages in really critical spots, and it pisses me off because it's such like a it's little things that he overlooks. But Keegan yeah. Aiken, the the longer that he's on this team, the more I'm gonna get fucking pissed with Elias and Hyde because he needs. If I don't, see a, if I don't see a roster move notification tomorrow, I'm gonna be legit pissed. I'm. I know I'm prone to hyperbole, but I'm gonna fucking riot. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get really upset. I'm gonna get really mad, and I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make some waves because this is bullshit. Yeah, it, it's dumb. It is bullshit. I agree. Um. Dante, all right. So I'm, yeah, I'm sitting out in left field tomorrow, and I see Keegan Aiken coming. I see you jump off the. The top box. I might. I might. Not for death, but to get down there to strangle him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like SpongeBob in the SpongeBob movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna fl- like parasail down <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him. <laughs> Imagine you with your shirt trying to fucking parachute <laughs> down. <laughs> it's gonna happen. If I see Keegan Aiken Friday, it's on site and I'm letting everyone know that. Golly. Uh, but anyway, so the last couple, uh, last week in Orioles games, uh, so we took two out of three from the Mariners, which turned out to be a really good series in terms of like series. quality games, really fun series. It was a one, it was one that we needed to win. Uh, and then we took one out of three from the Reds, which again, you could have won game three if Keegan fucking Aiken didn't exist. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Reds, the Reds are hot. They're a good ball team. Uh, it's just, you know, it sucks that you lose a series at home that you probably should have won. Yeah. But that's one I, that that's one I feel like you needed to win. I agree. I agree. I think that could that could be one that we look back on and be like, yeah, we really should stealing one more game out of that series would have been nice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I hope I hope it doesn't get to that point, considering we're still on pace to win 100, 100 games wins. or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, be second place in your division. Yeah. Which, again, bullshit. Um, so that was really it, dude. Uh, you, you touched on a lot, um, in terms of, you know, what we need deadline coming up. We, we still need bullpen help. I'm going to piggyback on top of that. As long as you're going to, you know, shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, absolutely do need bullpen help. Um, I think it's far and away the biggest area of need for this team. And I just, I, I hope they see it that way. And like I said, I'd be a little bit surprised if they did, but I don't think it needs to be an external thing. Like, I think you can bring up Grayson and put him in the bullpen and it helps. And, you know, we still have Nick Vespi in AAA and we still have guys. Bruce Zimmerman has looked good in his two outings since coming back up to the bigs. Like there are guys that you can put in some of these situations from the bullpen that can help you. 
it just we need to see less of CNL Perez, absolutely oh. no more of Keegan Aiken. And Danny Coulomb here and there has looked good, but I'd I'd be okay with seeing less of him too. Like I think there are other guys that can help you in those situations that aren't what we've seen in the I first agree. half of the season. I just pray, pray, pray that they see it that way. Um, the last thing that I wanted to bring up, and this kind of sucks because of how much you and I both have liked him. Uh, unfortunately, Jorge Mateo needs to stop being an everyday player. Yeah, we're just at that point. Stinks, dude. Stinks. Since, since May first, he's hitting like one eighty something. I don't he, understand why the infield every night is not Gunner at short, Westy at second, Urias at third, and then O'Hearn or Mountcastle at first. I agree. Between third, second, and short, it needs to be some combination of Westberg, Henderson, Urias. Like yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. I personally, I don't know about you, and maybe there's a reason that I just don't know, but I personally would like to see <laughs> Westberg at short, Gunner at third, and Urias at second. But what you laid out, I'm fine with too. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't understand why Jorge Mateo. I get it. He's a he's a ba- he's a base dealer. He's good on the yeah, bases. He's taking but, on base. So like, what's I was the just, point? I was just about to say, since May first, he has like a 380 OPS. He's the worst hitter in baseball. Yeah, dude. Which goes back to my original thing. I I don't know what his option deal is. I'm sure if you DFA'd him, somebody would grab him. But at this point, he's not productive. He's not no, a big he's league not player. Helping. Exactly. And when you have guys like Joey Ortiz, like Connor Norby, oh. like I don't know who else is down there that could play the infield, but you have guys that can take that spot and be productive. He's just wasting a roster spot at this point. Yeah, I, I can't stand Jorge Mateo. And it sucks because I like him. I really I do, do. And I think he's he's decent defensively. He's good defensively. Mm-hmm. And he is an absolute weapon on the base paths. But when he can't get on base, it what's what's the point? Yeah, it's, it, it sucks. So anyway, I would not be surprised to see his uh, everyday status be be drawn back over the next couple of days, especially now with Westberg looking comfortable. But that was really the only thing. Oh, and Ryan McKenna. I'm fucking done with Ryan McKenna. Get him off the team. Me too. Me too. Get, get walk off win on Sunday is going to extend his stay, though. It's going to haunt us for the re- like literally like we could be in a spot where we're talking about Colton Cowser the way that we were talking about Gunnar Henderson last year. Like we might yeah. not see Colton Cowser until fucking August now because of that walk off home run. Yep. Yep. I'm hot. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right. That was it on the Orioles. Scoot, anything else before we go ahead and move away? Nah, dog. All right. So now for the fun stuff. Scott and I have been toying with ideas of uh, how we could spice up the pot a little bit. Something new, something fun. Uh, it's a very unoriginal idea. I know a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, pardon my take does it. And as he's 52 and these people, I well, like, congrats. Care. They come up with brackets and drafts. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't care. We're it's fun. We're going to do it. We're going to put our spin on it. We're going to give our takes. So from here on out, at least to football season, uh, when we have regularly scheduled shit that we like to talk about happening every week, uh, we're going to start doing uh, top five drafts. So if anybody listens to part of my take, anybody listens to exit 52, anybody listens to any other pod that does something like this, it's exactly what it sounds like. We're each going to come up with a draft board. And we're going to go back and forth snake style and have a draft of whatever the topic might be. Scoot and I have compiled a list of a bunch of topics. We're going to continue to add to it as, as long as we do this pod, really. Um, and we're just going to do one a week. And if anybody has any ideas that they'd like to hear us uh, do drafts on, please feel free to send them in. I'd love to hear some input. Um, but anyway, so for the inaugural top five draft on the Wave podcast, we are going to do top five snacks of all time. 
Let's and fucking go. I don't know about you, Scoop, but this is one that I'm very interested in because while we are very similar in a lot of ways, I feel no, like our snacks are going to be totally off. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, but anyway, so we're going to do a live flip on the air. Okay. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Siri to flip a coin and scoot since I'm the one doing it. I'll let you call it. So okay. go ahead. Heads or tails. tails. Tails never fail. Flip a coin. Heads. Heads. So I get two straight though. So you do, you get the wraparound pick. Pause. Okay. okay. So we'll go ahead and get this started. I have the first overall pick in the inaugural wave podcast, top five draft, top five snacks of all time. I think in my opinion, this is, this is a one, one. This is Trevor Lawrence. This is Peyton Manning. This is Shohei Otani. Cool Ranch Doritos. God damn it. It's, so, I mean, I had look, to read it, but we can move on. That's okay. I can take that one off. God damn. Okay. Yeah. It, now, it was. So, okay. We're going to have to iron out the snack thing because does like Cool Ranch Dorito, can I go get spicy nacho Dorito? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. That's good to know. Okay, All right. So, yeah. Nice. Doritos 1 1. Like I said, Trevor, this is. Cool Ranch Doritos, in my opinion, no, they're is, they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. It's it's in a it's in a uh, it's in a group completely of its own. There there's is nothing about the way there's a certain air in the Dorito when you bite into it. It's not too thin, but it's not too thick. And then the coating, yes. There's just and look. So I so mm. I I have been known to shop at Aldi from time to time. Yes, theirs Aldi, is even better. No, see, I disagree. I disagree. I went for a very long time. I went without having the OG Dorito, okay. Cool Ranch Dorito. Okay. And I was just, I was eating the ones from Aldi because I was like, oh, these are like really good. So I had those and then I had a Cool Ranch Dorito and I was like, oh, I have been severely misinformed. Dude, Doritos, like getting a bag of Doritos mm -hmm. and just sitting down on the couch watching it. Have you ever taken um, this, the, the, the nacho flavor and taking Frank's Red Hot and dipping it on top? No, I haven't. Dog, that's a treat. Huh. When we used okay. to hang out at Georgie's house and watch you know, the Caps, Ravens, Orioles, whatever it may yeah. be, swim, we would always have a bag of Doritos and Frank's Red Hot or just like Tabasco sauce. Just mm. got notch a little bit on there. It mm. gives it like a pop. Oh, it's so good. I'll have to give that a shot then. But anyway, so, so first, first pick off the board, Cool Ranch Doritos. Scott, you are now on the clock. Okay. Give me one second. I'm filling this thing out real quick. What are you filling out? You filling out a draft my, card? My notes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my one, and I don't know if this should count, but I'm going to put it out there. The number one snack is chips and a dip. Any sort of dip, either it's salsa, queso, nacho, whatever it is, chips and salsa. I'm just going to say chips and salsa. Chips okay. and salsa to me, because you could do a lot with salsa. So I'll just say salsa. Chips okay. and salsa. I can sit down. You give me a bowl of just Tostitos salsa with some dip chips. I'm sitting there. Chili's restaurant style, whatever. I'll drink the restaurant style. I love me. And I'm glad you didn't pick it because I was nervous. You're going to actually pick this one for one. My so I one. will say, I, I, there are a lot of times where I prefer like a, a tortilla chip and salsa. However, I just think at, at one, one, Cool Ranch Dorito, no. can't pass it up. Not, yeah, no, Cool Ranch Dorito is a very sophisticated, nice white man pick. Good job. Um, it's not spicy. I mean, okay. It's not. 
It's seasoned. With ranch. Cool yeah. ranch. <laughs> Whatever. Give me your 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 second pick. My second pick is Doritos sweet and spicy chili flavor. Oh, okay. Okay. That flavor. I was gonna go with the spicy nacho, but I decided against it because that's just too traditional. The sweet and spicy chili flavor or sweet chili, spicy chili, whatever they call it. <coughs> that is banging. So delicious. If I can't have cool ranch, that's what I'm going with. So Doritos sweet chili. Is that what yeah, they're called? Sweet chili. Doritos spicy sweet chili. Okay. Doritos, spicy, yeah, spicy, sweet chili. Spicy, sweet chili. Okay. Uh, Well, good. I didn't even have those on my board because to me, I mean, Dorito, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos are the only ones. They're, yeah, they're remarkable. They're the Pantheon. They are the pinnacle. They are the Pro V1 of chips, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So this is actually really good. So I have, uh, I have my three other first round graded uh, snacks still available. Um, so with that, I think I have to take one B Oreos. Good, good, good pick. They're not on my board, but that's a good pick. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Oreos, what, what more can I say about Oreos? I had one last night and it was the first one that I had in a while. Yeah, no, they're, they're great. They're, they're good. They're, they're good late night munchy snack. And, and I, this isn't part of my pick. I'm just taking flat out or just plain Oreos, but yeah, you and I have discussed this at length in, in our past peanut butter. And I'm convinced that's why we are as good friends as we are. In my opinion, the really the only way to eat Doritos or Doritos eat Oreos is with a slab of peanut butter on them. Oreos and peanut butter go together like no other. Dude, when you put a nice, smooth, non-crunchy peanut butter, I would prefer either Jif or Peter Pan. And you just slab that poppy right on top of there and it gets on the roof of your mouth. Oh. You got a good snack. That's a good one. That I, I wouldn't have. I don't love Doritos in and of themselves. I need to have Oreos. the peanut butter. What did I Oreos, say? Oreos, you mean? <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> Oreos. In it's and okay. Of I did the same thing. I don't love Oreos by themselves enough to put them in there. But it's if I can have peanut butter, they're certainly in there. That's yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So now you've actually put me in a bit of a predicament because with my third pick, I don't know if I want to go back to the. I don't know if I want to go back to the well with sweet. If I want to go, you know, something salty, crunchy, um, but I, uh, I think I have to do it. And I know for a fact, this is on your board. So I think I have to take it here. I'm going Cheez-Its. Oh, you mother. Fuck. That was going to be my next pick. God damn. I am. I am. I am <laughs> such. So I'm a, a huge Cheez-It fan. I'm a, I'm a huge Cheez-It fan. Uh, I had a first round grade on it. In my opinion, it could have it could have went up there with Doritos. I'm getting it, here in the dude. third round. You so, bastard! I, dude, I I could easily sit down watching a golf event or watching a movie, whatever it may be. I could that just again. They have the air. They have an air pocket in there that you just pop. Mm. Box of Cheez Its, and honestly, like I know there are a bunch of different iterations. Like the white cheddar are good. You can give me original. I, I will take OG over any other flavor. And that's why I think there's, and I could have the other flavors and they're still great, but I can also have the, like, that's like saying, oh yeah, I can have a, a blaze normal potato chip and it's still good. Mm-hmm. No, you're lying. That's right. right. Sucks. You're eating salt, but like, yeah, literally, but like the, the cheese it, 
and the couple little sprinkles of that really coarse salt on the top. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Doritos. There, brother. I keep saying, I keep saying pick. Doritos. Cheez Its, man. Cheez Its, in my opinion, Cheez Its are one of the few snacks out there that remain undefeated. Stand no, the test of time. This, this, this in my, this in my eyes, this is like, this is like a, I, I don't want to call it like a home run, but. This is a great pick, in my opinion. You no, know, the Cheez Its is a Nicholas Backstrom consistent. Yeah. See what what popped into my head was uh, like a Marshall Yonda. Yeah, just a you know, good. You need great one. value where you get you need one. Exactly. Yeah, you can't have Doritos without the Cheez It. Well said, Lamar Jackson, the Dorito. Pardon? Yeah, and you need the Cheez It to like. Okay. Know. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Lamar Jackson is the number one overall pick. Then you need someone to block him, take care of him. The Cheez-It will do that. Now we're on the same page. Also, great commercials. Little wheel guy. He's a dick. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Good commercials. Uh, All right. So anyway, my third pick, uh, first pick of the third round, I got Cheez-Its. Scoot, you have the second pick of the third round, and then you have the first pick of the fourth round. So I just moved this one up a slot, and it's not going to come to a surprise of you, dude. I got the motherfucking flaming hot cheaters. Oh my god! There, I should have expected that. I should have expected it. There's something about that powder they put on them bitches. It's like I almost just put normal Cheetos because they are like my mom and I sat down on Sunday, I think it was, and we ate a pack of Cheetos together. We just were talking about life and. and nice little, mo- nice little moment. Yeah, we're just talking about. I think Kristen approves of Cheetos. She doesn't approve of Cheetos? No, she just paid her first car payment. So I'm very proud of her. Oh, good for you, Kirk. Congrats. Good job. Good job. But no, my mom and I sat down. We were talking about how great Cheetos are. And she's like, there's something in them. So I love Cheetos. My mom and I have always loved, but I love the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Those are so You are so a big Flamin' Hot guy. We had one of the better laughs of my entire life with Jake with the Flamin' Hot At Cheetos. your bachelor party? That was, that was incredible. That was incredible. So, so I love the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I'm a big fan. So I thought about putting <laughs> Cheetos on my board. Um, so, you know, I'm not a huge flaming Hot guy. Like, I just – it was never my thing growing up. I couldn't get into it as an adult. The flaming Hot thing just never tickled my fancy. Um, and really, Cheetos, I'm – like, I've never been a huge Cheetos guy. However, there are instances where, like, if I get a Cheeto in front of me and I'm in the right mood, a Cheeto just hits, man. Like, and you know what's great when you get a Cheeto is the – are the little party packs with, like, yes. the pretzel, like – they absolutely. smack in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. But no, if, if somebody put like several bags of chips in front of me, Cheetos are towards the lower end of what I would go for. Okay. But like I said, every now and then after it's been a while, if I have a Cheeto, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that Cheetos are, are Cheetos are good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, flaming hot Cheetos. That's a good pick. It's one I should have seen coming from you, but anyway, yeah. good pick. This next one might come as a surprise. So I have to throw candy in there. I'm a big candy fan. And you know that I like gummies. I'm a big gummy fan. Sure. I'm going with sour gummy worms. Okay. The, little, the trolley or trolley guys. Um, I discovered I used to always get Sour Patch Kids at the movies, but I've as I've gotten older, it hurts my belly and it hurts the roof of my mouth. The gummy bears or the sour gummy worms, they're an easier diet. And the flavor when you suck off all the sugar, and you can kind of like, you get good practicing, you know, not now, wait a minute. It's a great snack during a movie 
and I love me a good. If you're gonna talk about snacks, you gotta have some sort of candy in there. I I tussled with Jolly Ranchers, but they could fuck up your teeth. Um, I went with Sour Patch, but I'm like, damn. As I get older, they really mess up my belly welly. And then now I'm thinking I'm at a point. I thought about Starburst, but there's too many shitty flavors in Starburst. Um, so I thought ultimately you give me, you know what? Time out. I'm off the sour. Put in Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes are my number four. They're my number well, four. They're the same essentially, right? They're sour. I'm, I was originally talking about like the the sugar coated ones, but I'm changing it to Twin Snakes at four. That's my four. Okay. Yeah, I reverted so- my draft card. <laughs> um so i'm when it comes to candy i prefer like chocolatey over like sugary sweet fruity. Yeah, not that way um but i def i had gummy bears on my uh on my on my draft like board the, just because the rebo gummy bears those things are just Bingo. insane 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 but anyway no that's they're so that's smooth. a good pick. they're so smooth that's, and they're, and they're yeah. tough that's a good pick from you that's a good pick um so i'm currently looking at my team as i stand here i have doritos oreos and cheez-its um, I think what I'm going to go here is off the beaten path a little bit. Um, this one, this one might be a, 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 a reach, but to me, it's a, it's a high risk, high reward pick. Okay. I'm going to go smart food, white cheddar popcorn. No, that's a good pick. I like that. The little powdery popcorn comes, comes in the, comes in the black bag, the with, black the, bag with the yep. corn stock. Uh-huh. The corn Growing husband. up. Growing up, dude, I, my mom, my mom, when, when me and my brothers were kids, she was like very staunch on like no bad snacks, no sugary cereal. Like she wanted us to eat healthy growing up, which I hated at the time, but looking back on it, I'm very thankful for. Um, this was one thing that like, I drew a line in the sand as I was a kid. And I was like, look, mom, I get it. Like all the, you know, the shitty snacks. Sure. I I want this. This is what I need. This was a, this was a home run hitter for me when I was a kid. This was something that I always wanted whenever I went grocery shopping with my mom. This was always the one thing I was like, mom, can we please, 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 please. And I would run through that bag in like less than a week. I would, I would pack, I would pack like sandwich bags. I would pack like sandwich bags full of just popcorn in my lunch. And dude, it, it hits. That's still like, there has a good, that's a good pick. There's never been a time in my life where somebody has put this popcorn in front of me and I haven't eaten myself to death on it. I get so deep in that bag that I'm eating like even like the kernels of it. Yes. Like yes. The, the, the shaved. Pe- I'm just like, no, nah, I love that stuff. I dude, completely really 100 percent agree. This, a really good pick. That that one to me was one that I had to have on my team. Um, I had a couple I have a couple uh, higher rated items on my board, um, but this was just it, it was one that oh. I had to take. It was just yeah. one that I had to do. No, I, I like that, and I respect it. My so, my last pick is very similar to that. Okay. Um. So I have one last pick here. I have so many things on my board still that I could go with, and I don't know which direction I want to go with my last pick. Um. But this this is gonna sound like this is gonna sound like such a pandering pick. But in my opinion, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to well with candy. In my opinion, this is the best iteration of this candy. And I'm going peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, see, I don't agree that that's the best iteration of that candy. Mm. I know that's that that may be a controversial take. Not a lot of people agree with that. But to me, there is no better. Peanut butter, correct? Peanut butter, specifically. Peanut butter M&M. In my opinion, there is no better M&M than the peanut butter M&M. 
the peanut M&M is the best. See, the peanut is the good. The worst is the peanut is fucking good. pretzel. Oh, yeah, that stinks. That is awful. Yeah, that I could not agree. The pretzel peanut or the pretzel M&Ms stink. Ass. Ass. But my my last pick, I'm I'm taking the, the peanut butter M&Ms. Like so I said, there's not much again. What was the there's five? not much more I could say about it. In my opinion, it's it's the best iteration. It is the best flavor. It is the best version of the M&M. Uh, so my my top five rounding out are Cool Ranch Doritos. Oreos. Cheez-Its. Smart food, white cheddar popcorn, and peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, I mean, that's respectable. That's nice. So, Scoot, heading into your last pick, you have taken tortilla chips and salsa, spicy sweet chili Doritos, flame and hot Cheetos, and twin snakes. Yeah, aka gummy worms. Yeah, yeah. You have one pick left in the inaugural draft. Go ahead, floor is yours. So I'm stuck between two right now, but I think the one that I'm feeling in my plums is the um, thing I'm going to go with, just go kind of similar to you. I'm going popcorn, butter popcorn from the movie theater. Even you can get that, like the the movie theater themed packets that you can microwave at home. Yep. That shit's just great. I love me a good popcorn. Um, when you get that real nice soft bite into a popcorn, just some butter on there, a little bit of salt little bit of dash of pepper you're in a good spot i love popcorn i could eat a pit of popcorn and i i absolutely adore popcorn it's one of the reasons i love going to the movies just getting yeah. a fat tub of popcorn that i absolutely and don't need all of it that butter and all that oil oh, soaking it in your belly. butter and the salt and the everything and you, your hands are all greasy before the movie even starts you're just so yeah. gross and delicious yeah. i i dude i love movie theater popcorn and too, that's man. that's God. a good pick that's a good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Especially, especially as late as you got it. That's that's a good, yeah. it's a good value for that pick. Yeah. Now I don't know if that falls in. So going forward, we could talk about this. Maybe like on one of those broad, we just say popcorn in general, and we could say, I now I go think, get that one. Yeah. In the in the future, when we have different versions of this draft, <clears throat> like we'll we'll definitely clear that up. But I thought for this one, snacks, there are it's so a very many broad brush. Exactly. So I think as as specific as possible that we can get with our decisions, I think. That I'll, I'll allow that one. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so to read it back, Scott, your top five draft looks like tortilla chips and salsa, spicy, sweet chili Doritos, flame and hot Cheetos, twin snakes, gummy worms, and buttered popcorn, specifically movie theater popcorn. My top five was cool ranch Doritos, Oreos, Cheez-Its, smart food, white cheddar popcorn, and mm. peanut butter M&Ms. There you go. I, I, those are good. I, those are respectful. Pound for pound, I think those are 10 damn good snacks. Yeah. If you if we had a pantry going on like a bachelor party or a vacation, that's a great oh, yeah. pantry. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so how about some honorable mentions? A couple that we might have left off. Um, so one that I I almost felt like ob obligated to take it, but I didn't just because I thought I was going too close in one direction. Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, yeah, it's fair. Now I will say this. As I've become an adult and my palate has gotten slightly more sophisticated, the peanut butter cups that they sell at Aldi, in my opinion, are better by far than the Reese's cups. I just I don't think there's any competition really. Those things are you put them in the fridge, get them yeah, nice and chilly. I literally have a bag in my refrigerator uh, upstairs. The little the little guys that you can just get in the pack, 
You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like Reese's, yeah. though. I'm going to show like the mini, like, yeah, fun yeah, size. yeah. Put them in the fridge, that chocolate being cold. So that's good. So I do this thing and I've done it. I've done it for my parents a couple of times. I make a pretty good espresso martini. It's something that I've just kind of gotten right. into. Um, but so I've done it a couple of times where I'll take either like just peanut butter or peanut butter powder. Most of the time I'll use peanut butter powder because it's easier to get the consistency that I yeah. want. And I'll line the inside of the martini glass with the peanut butter. Like I'll mix the peanut butter powder with water, line yeah. the inside of the glass with peanut butter. And then when I have those mini peanut butter cups from Aldi, I'll make the espresso martini. And rather than putting espresso beans or coffee beans on there, I'll put a little peanut butter cup. So as like good. a garnish. Yeah, it sounds nice. And have that to wash down your espresso martini. Unreal. But anyway, no, I completely agree. The, 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 the ones from Aldi outweigh Reese's in my opinion. But anyway, for the sake of the argument, I wrote down Reese's peanut butter cups. Another one that I felt was kind of a big miss on our part was goldfish. I'm a big goldfish. I think guy. goldfish are for babies. So no, thanks. Okay, that's fair. Your extra that's cheddar fair. are good, but no, nah, I don't like I, them enough to put them out there. I agree. I think the flavor blasted are just in another realm. Yeah. Um, this was this is more of like a personal one. I don't know how the how the masses are going to feel about this one, but have you ever seen? They sell them at most grocery stores. They come in like a plastic circular container. They're little pretzel bites filled with peanut butter. Yeah, no, nah, it's a no. You're for not me. in on those. I love them. No, I love them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I had cookie dough bites written down. That that used to be yeah. Those used to be my favorite going to the movie theater. I always had to get a box of those. Those were my absolute yeah, cookie favorite. Cookie dough bites snack. are money. They're money. Fritos, I feel like is a is a little oh, bit of a miss. Dude, the 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 barbecue uh, yep. chili the honey one. barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are uh, good. What else? I I had written down uh, Pringles specifically the salt and vinegar Pringles. Oh, Pringles, sour cream and onion. I can eat till I got sick. Uh, I had a bunch of other ones listed, like lower on my board. I had Chex Mix. I had I had Chex Mix on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, Bugles. I had Bugles, Gushers. Sneaky. I'm I'm a big big Bugles fan. Love me a good Bugle. This this one is going to be a bit contentious, I think. But when it comes to like dessert snacks, I love the little. Um, I think they're either Entenmann's or uh, Little Debbie's, but the oatmeal cream pie sandwiches. You know oh, what I'm talking about? Oh hell yeah! I know exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Those Dude, things those, are delicious. When when you and I were kids, I'm sure. I I liked Cosmic Brownies when we were kids. I thought they were good. My mom never bought them, obviously. Um, but in my opinion, like you could put you could put a cosmic brownie in front of me, and you could put an uh, oatmeal cream pie in front of me. I'm taking the oatmeal. I'm taking ten the, times out of ten. It's so good. Oh, so good. The cinnamony, mm. the sweet, the vanilla. Oh, it's so good. Uh, what else did I have? I had oh, this was one that I really wanted to take, uh, but I didn't. The Ritz peanut butter crackers. You know those like the little things that would come in the plastic. Oh, oh. oh you're not in on those. Not in on those. No, no. Oh, not, those I used to love those. those. Loved those. As I used kid. to like the ones that were cheese that were like yeah, yeah. Uh, they were like cheese with like the white cheddar underneath. Or mm -hmm. I like those, but the peanut butter ones I was never. I was never. Really See, I'm, I'm just I'm a huge peanut butter guy, and I loved the salty sweetness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has the recipe to be great. I just didn't get into them. Uh, the last one that I had written down here, and this I kind of put a question mark because I wasn't sure if it was like if it was considered a snack or not. Uncrustables. I don't know if I put that into the snack, but I would. That's kind of where I fell too. But yeah, regardless of what They're category great. they fall into, I had one today for the first time in maybe like four years. 
and holy shit. Yeah, they're they great. are good. Yeah, they are so they're... good. PBJs are just awesome. It's it, yeah. I mean, PBJ is up there with Oreo and peanut butter as like the best combination. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Are you a grape? Are you a grape or strawberry jelly grape. guy? Grape. Really? Grape. Oh, see, I'm uh, I'm strawberry. Nah, give me a grape. I I don't particularly think it's close. I think strawberry so much better. Grape all day. Oh, all right. What about you? You have any honorable mentions that we didn't say? Jolly Ranchers. Uh, I was gonna put Pringles. Um, I thought about what was the one I was just thinking of. I think I was gonna say Bugles. Um, Jolly Ranchers are great. Sour Patch Kids are great. Um, there's a chip that I oh, uh, Voodoo chips are real good, mm. but they're not good for you apparently. I don't think I've ever had them. I've seen them. Never had they're them. Good. Um, I also am a big, and I don't know if this would count as a snack, but Kristen makes these really good sugar snap pea, like an oil with some um, crushed red pepper and salt oh, yeah. and pepper, and it's just delicious. It's cold, and it's just mm, gets my old, gets my engines revving. Feel it in your plums. Feel it deep into my plums. <laughs> deep into my plums. I love me a good Kit Kat. I do love yep. me a good Kit Kat. Yeah. Um, no, I think I got, I'm comfortable with mine. That's good. Uh, so yeah, so what I'm thinking we do for these is on release day. So tomorrow on Friday, when this comes out, um, I'll have the intern put a poll on the Instagram and the Twitter with both of our teams. And we'll just let the people vote who won the draft, who won the, the top five draft we'll right. do it for each one that we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll have, I'll have the intern make a graphic, put it out, do a poll and we'll let the people tell us what they thought of our first draft. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that was it. That was the first ever star, uh, top five draft in liked the wave pod history. We will be doing more of it at least over the next two months. Um, and like I said, if anybody has any topics that they would like to hear us draft, please feel free to DM the intern, DM either of us on, on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll, uh, we'll toss it into the mix. Yeah. Love it. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Um, scoot real quick. Last, last thing before we go on ahead and get out of here. Um, as of Friday, as of today, as our listeners are listening to this, we're 69 days away from football. Oh, yes. I think I'm going to have to celebrate. Good for you. All right. Last order of business, as always. Scott, give me your shout-outs for the week. Um, I have, I guess, two. Yeah, it's two. Um, one, not in order. Just the first one I'm going to go over. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens released their wired of uh, uh, was it OTAs or mandatory mandatory mini a mini camp and it was just they're wired of the coaches interacting with the players todd munkin looks awesome it got me so like i said trying not wish a season temper expectations i'm trying not to like look too forward because it's still ways away we got a lot of oriole baseball to get into whole second half of baseball is great when the team's competitive so i'm trying to not but that little video Got your juices flowing. Yeah, again, I felt that fall morning that we talked about last week. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. I said it this Kristen this morning. When I was walking gym. I was like, I really can't wait for that cinnamon pumpkin spice coffee in the morning. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. We got the windows open. There's a little bit of a cool f- that's wet outside with the f- the le- oh, I just overcast. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, Cannot wait for that. 
I know. I know, dude. Can't wait. And then my number two shout out is the Baltimore Orioles and their LGBTQ plus pride night last night. They did it so freaking well. They didn't just say they were having a night, gave away some hats. They had flags. They had informational tweets. They did a fucking remarkable job. And if I couldn't have loved that team anymore, I fell in love with them even more because I had some friends that went last night that they hadn't been to a ball game in forever. And they were like, that was the coolest thing. And I'm a nose fan again. So that's just really cool. And it made me happy for it. So that was cool. Yeah, I will say that that was like a pure display. It, like everything was choreographed perfectly. They were well prepared. They were well educated. They did a really, really nice job. So yeah, that's a that's a good shout out. Good job, Scott. Thank you. Uh, so I have one shout out this week uh, and it goes to your brother, Mark. Um, so this week I've been doing his, uh, his first plan in did his it a couple training. Ago, dude. Holy shit, dude. It has kicked my fucking ass. He's so freaking smart with that stuff. It's, it, I mean, some of like the supersets and the anterior movements that he pairs together, like it's just, everything has been great. It's like these today's Thursday. I've done it. I started on Monday. So the four workouts that I've done so far this week have been some of the most enjoyable workouts that I've had while also challenging. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm really, really excited. I don't know if we, sh- we can talk about it or not, but fuck it. I'm really excited for him to like get this thing that he's doing yeah. off the ground and yeah. like get more people in he's on it. So because I really do think shit, dude. And like, I'm just so pumped. He's getting back into that realm yeah. of the world because he is, he is so freaking talented and he's so smart and he's, he's approachable with it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, it, that's he's so anytime I do a workout with Mark, I'm glad I did it. But during it, I fucking hate it, hate it. I yeah. hate it. I I'm very I'm very excited to see where this goes, because just through four of the first five workouts that he's given me, I'm like very excited. Like I'm so he, I, we're, I think you did the same one that I'm doing. I'm doing his like pump plan, um, his pump focus plan. And like, I want to get his other ones. Like I want to do, I want to do a strength one. If he does one for hypertrophy, I want to do that. Like I want to do everything that he's got because I'm absolutely loving everything that's plan is about. Um, so yeah, shout out to him, everybody like go follow him, go follow his captain coffee, which is incredible coffee, by the way. It's the only coffee that I drink. I have banana nut this morning, dude. I, so did I good. go follow captain coffee, go follow his personal Instagram. He puts a lot of like really cute shit about his boys on there, which is great. Um, but he's going to be putting more of his fitness training and stuff out. So everybody go get on that as well. One last shout out. This is Roach's baby shower invite. Oh, it's a little baby Yoda. Grogu, dude. Whatever. But look at that. Look at that. Roach going to be a daddy. That's that's maybe the craziest thing you and I have said on this program. Look at him. Proud of that guy. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. Here we go. All right. Well, that's it. Episode 60 in the books. Uh, Scoot, take us out. Stay hydrated, babes. Stay hydrated. Keep going. Peace.
I'm into you. I can't hide from the truth. Drop my eye, pull me closer. I can't lie. I'm into you. I can't hide from the truth. Drop my eye, pull me closer. And never let me go.